Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. All right, we are back for another Friday financial wrap up with Mr. Michael Zuber. How are you, Michael? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, man. Uh, it's been a great week. This fun week, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, thank you for al- allowing me to kind of look back over the week and, and see what the highlights were. I love it. I love it. So let's get right into it. This is for January the twentieth, two thousand twenty-three. Let's talk about this week. What happened with PPI? What is it, and what happened? Uh, so we got CPI, which is Consumer Price Index. Think what you and I pay at the grocery store at the gas pump last week, which came in uh, at 6.5, continuing the trend down. This week, we got PPI, which is Producer Price Index. Think about that as what wholesalers pay. And uh, we, the expectations were it was going to be negative, uh, roughly speaking, negative 0.1. Uh, I expected negative 0.3, and the actual was negative point. So inflation is falling. The Fed is winning. Uh, That, I think, was reported on Wednesday. You saw the 10-year note crash. You saw mortgage rates crash. I mean, mortgage rates, last time I saw them were like 6.04. Seemingly eight or 10 weeks ago, they were seven and a third. Uh, So we've seen peak mortgages, at least for this cycle, it seems. And uh, yeah, the Fed is winning. Inflation is coming down. I will caution people to not over to to uh, celebrate winning too early because as i have said repeatedly inflation has three parts there's the easy stuff which is what we are seeing now there is the hard stuff which is housing related which gets better in the summer and then there's the really really hard stuff which is wages and services which may take a year or so to come in but regardless the fed is winning Inflation is trending down. Mortgage rates are trending down. The 10 years down. So, you know, for the, for the week, we celebrate PPI coming in lower than expected. I love it. So good things. The Fed is winning. It's a good number. But of course, don't rest your hat on it. It's not like we're through the woods is basically exactly what you're right. saying. Okay. You got it. Let's continue. Let's talk about layoffs. What's going on in the job market? What did you see this week with layoffs? Yeah, so layoffs are really, really interesting. Uh, so we see headlines because you and I are in the Bay Area. We see tech headlines all the time. Uh, I think it was Salesforce announced and then Amazon. Um, somebody, oh, uh, Microsoft. Microsoft was the most recent, say, in 10,000. Um, however, right, so those headlines are very splashy. They're big numbers. However, what we see with unemployment claims, which came out on Thursday, yesterday, it came in as a shockingly low number, right? So again, I keep telling people, if you want to know about the job market, every Thursday at 7 a.m., you get the new weekly unemployment claims. They have been running about 220, 225,000. For the Fed to say they're winning, right? Meaning the job market loosens up, that has to get closer to 300. Well, this week, yesterday, it came in at 190 way below expectations. So while we see crazy headlines, which 
are bad for those 10,000, the national job market is still strong. So while the Fed is winning, remember that really hard one, wages and services, that's still hard and that's still there. So kind of a kind of a really interesting and tight labor market. Very interesting. Something obviously we're going to have a heavy focus on going into the year as we progress and something that I think will relate to the recession, this overall talk about recession, what you've what you've talked about, a a luxury recession, a white collar recession. Does that still hold true? Absolutely. Yeah, I I feel more certain about that uh, that call I made months ago today than I did then. So, yeah, still happening. Okay, let's continue. So let's talk about the housing bottom and let's make sure to clarify some people. They miss may misinterpret what you mean by a housing bottom. Explain the housing bottom. What is it and where are we in there? Yeah, so uh, about 11 months ago, maybe 10 months ago, I, I called for a housing crash in transactions. I was very clear and I got a lot of heat for that. But it is what I took from my 52 year spreadsheet. I knew what the Fed was going to do. Um, I knew it was going to destroy housing transactions. I knew what it was going to do to builders. I called it. It all happened. Well, congratulations. It's now January 20th. And I believe we have put in the bottom. I believe existing home sales transactions has bottomed. Now, let's be very clear. When I say bottom, some people think there's a V. It's like off the bottom and you know we're, we're sub 4 million and we're going back to six and a half. No. We're not doing that. We are going to be, it's going to look like an L, right? I think we're on the bottom all year, right? It's plus or minus, you know, it's plus 200, 300, 400,000. It is, if you are running a brokerage and, and if your cost model is still like 2020, you're going to lose money. It, you just are, right? Because we're going to do four, four, four transactions, not six, four. So, but we have bottomed. That is a good thing. And again, this is very much like 1981, where we went down 40 or 50%. We're here now. We're not going down another 50%. That's not how this happens. So uh, I want to feel good about transaction bottoming. I called it. I'm now calling the bottom. I call things early. When I'm right, I look like a genius. And when I'm wrong, people make fun of me. And I'm just okay with that. Well, I've got to say, you've had... Um... I believe a remarkable track record. I mean, you've been very on point and then even pretty to, good, even adjusting too. when you've seen, okay, things are shifting a little bit. You've mm -hmm. made adjustments along the way, but still early before things happen. So um, yeah, one of the things I want to say about that is I've made a few adjustments, but I work really, really hard to make a call and I don't waffle. Some people call it flip-flopping. I don't do that. I don't change my opinion every week. Right. If I change my opinion, it's probably after 90 days and I explain why, what thing changed. But yeah, I work really, really hard. In fact, I think people a month ago on my channel, they heard me kind of waffle between a quarter and 50 basis points. And I said, when in doubt, I'm sticking with my call of 25 because I've been making it for six months. Why change? Um, but yeah, I, I, I evaluate things all the time, but I don't like, I don't like to flip flop. I'm going to own something. And when I'm wrong, I'm going to wear my shirt that says swing and a miss. And when I get it right, I'll wear my shirt that says nailed it. So um, I, I like to have fun with it. I love it. I love it. I've got to say, though, that um, you're even I, I wouldn't say for sure. One thousand percent. It's not flip flopping when it comes to Michael Zuber. 
um, 100% of the time, it's just that the information's different. And guess what? When you have new information and the information yeah. changes, you have to pivot. You have Absolutely. to adjust. And that's the key to winning here. This whole big thing is about having the right information so you can make better decisions. So Amen. spot on, Michael. I love it. Let's continue. Let's talk about FedSpeak. What is FedSpeak? What happened this week? Yeah, so the Federal Reserve really only has two tools to bring inflation under control. There's the Fed funds rate, which they play with every six, six weeks or so. However, the tool they use most frequently and should is their voice. They get in front of a microphone or a video camera and they say crazy things. Yesterday, um, two Fed presidents, Mester and um, I forget his other name, Bullard, Mester and Bullard, both basically said we're going higher faster. And then there was another guy, I think, named Walker, I think. Um, that's not his name. But anyways, he said that we're going to go slower. So what we're seeing now as the Fed gets closer and closer to what's called the terminal rate or terminal rate or peak rate is the market they're dividing. Up until today, they've been speaking the same tune. That's changing. But Fed speak is basically one of the 18 or whatever it is, Fed presidents getting in front of a microphone and saying, we're going to 6%, even though he doesn't think we are, but he's going to make the market freak out. Right. So the market, the Fed speak is the Fed using their voice to influence behavior and they are using it every day. Um, so we, we will have to watch them because they will move. They will be market moving like Bullard and Mester caused the market to fall yesterday because, you know, they said the rates are going higher. So we just have to be cautious. We don't don't overreact, appreciate what they're doing. And um, yeah, just understand it. Very good. Something to keep an eye on something to keep to keep an ear to the ground and of course always be aware of i love it let's continue so the rate hike let's talk about yeah. rate hike let's talk about rate what's going on there yeah so february 1st is going to be the date we're going to get a quarter point move uh it's something i called months ago uh the last thing i checked is it was the market is now 94.3 percent certain we're getting a quarter uh so again pretty certain i will also stand by my call we will get a quarter point in the middle of march and then I think the Fed's done. I think they, they're they done raising rates and they just see what happens. But yeah, I think we get a quarter point February 1st and uh, it's right around the corner. Very interesting. So let's tie it back. Let's say that quarter point that, okay, the Fed announces they do a quarter point. What do you see with the 10-year? And more specifically for the viewer at home, agents, realtors, investors, one rental at a time, investor, the community, what do you see with 30-year mortgage? Do you see it move? Do you feel like it's already priced there? Do you feel we've kind of hit a stable point? What do you yeah. see with 30-year rate? Yeah, so I think the 30-year mortgage is already pricing it in. That The market's 94% certain they're already pricing it in, so it's already in there. Uh, the only time it would affect mortgages uh, is if a surprise happens, and I don't think this Fed wants to surprise the market, so it's, it's already priced in. Um, okay. I think the 10-year stays right around three and a half. Uh, if it does anything and we get an earnings recession, it could come in. I think today it's at 3.4 or 4.2, for example. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, um, I think mortgage rates, I, I had a crazy call at the beginning of the year that I thought mortgage rates would average under six when rates were in sevens. Yeah. And there's a chance we get there this year or this month, sorry, this month. So yeah, I think, I think mortgage rates are sub six for most of the year. And 
when you were calling that, a lot of people were saying we were going to eight, nine, and ten. Oh so, yeah, the talking heads. Yeah. They were. Yes, they were. So, so I've got to say, folks, if you are not subscribed, if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure go to YouTube, subscribe. One rental at a time. He also has this great book. This is the beginning. This is the OG book, right? This is the very beginning. Michael's story, him and Olivia, how they built their real estate empire one rental at a time. If you have the book, please give this man a five-star review on Amazon. But I've got to say, Michael, you're such a great blessing. Thank you so much. And I got to say, too, across the country, here in the Bay Area, we've had incredible weather. And obviously, for a lot of realtors, a lot of real estate professionals, they've also sensed storms in their business. And now it feels like we are going to see a little bit of daylight. We're going to start to see some sunshine and maybe some activity start to pick up. We're not through the woods, but we are going to see a slight pickup and obviously more opportunity for the folks that are a part of this community. Is that accurate? I agree. I agree. And again, the other thing that I think is really important is I think there are three markets in any market. There's luxury, move up, and first-time home buyer. Uh, if you happen to be lucky enough to be in a, a situation where you could buy a luxury home, go get a deal. There are going to be some steals yep. in luxury. Uh, if you're a flipper, I'm sorry. If you're flipping luxury properties today, going to suck. It's going to suck. But if you are flipping or you can change your business model to below the median, uh, it, it's a good time. And I'm living proof. I, I got fed up. I bought two deals at the end of the year. One of them's already in escrow to sell at list price. And the other one's uh, about two weeks away from being done. So I, I live by what I talk about. And I'm flipping two properties below the median on purpose just to show that it's possible. I love it. Thank you, Michael, for all that you do. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much.